Welcome in to Three the Hardaway, aka the Three Man Jalen Weave, aka the best big three since LeBron, D Wade, and Vosh. If you are watching on YouTube, stop the video right here. Leave us a like, comment at some point in the video, and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notification bell so you never miss an episode. If you're on a podcast platform, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anybody podcast, uh, leave a five star review, and we'll greatly appreciate it. Subscribe over there. As well, too. If you don't know who I am, I am the walking bucket providing instant offense. It's your boy Savage. Up here, we got the coach on the sidelines, take them to school on and off the court. And when I say it's really shitty, it's really shitty, shitty. What up, though? What's up, man? Another day to record, man. Getting your Monday ears ready for this, I don't know, Warrior debut or whatever you're talking <laughs> about today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Over here, we got. Your favorite DJ's favorite DJ, the sample man himself, Mr. Ted Shakir, too. What up? I'm good, bro. I'm kind of different today, and I can't wait to talk about it, bro. Like, let's get it. <laughs> so we're going to hop right into it, man. Uh, the big news over the past few days, um, in light of the Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, you know, fiasco, Jordan Poole did get his money's worth uh, from that punch to the tune of four years, $140 million. Uh, which makes him an unrestricted free agent when he's 28 in the middle of his prime of his career. We also had Andrew Wiggins, who took a pay cut, honestly, because he's making 35 M's uh, this year, uh, but he signed a four-year, $109 million contract. He'll be a free agent. Uh, well, he has a player option for that fourth year of the contract when he's 31, so still in the middle of his prime of his career towards the end of it. Um, and the Warriors, as we talked about pre-show, uh, luxury tax is out of pocket, <laughs> literally out of pocket, uh, which leaves a lot of questions up in the air about what is Draymond's status going forth with the team. He has been playing. He has been um, – he dapped up everybody in that Warriors line uh, when he came back. I, I couldn't tell who was Jordan Poole because the Warriors got a lot of light-skinned dudes, but he had a hood on, I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Warriors deals, man. So, I know Sheedy got something to say. I know Toot got something to say. Let's just let's, – let's rap about it, man. I got something first, right? <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> All right, so first things first, uh, kudos to both men and black men on getting their bag. I would never hate on a black man for getting their bag for sure. Andrew Wiggins came to the Warriors. People didn't understand how he fit in. I knew how he fit in perfectly. Just play defense and score the ball when you got it. And he turned into an all-star, and it's the Warriors system. That's pretty much going to be the topic for the next probably five minutes of my rant. The Warriors system, get that in. So he came into the Warrior system and he thrived and he thrived. There was another extension that I didn't think could get done so quickly. And that'll be Jordan Poole's extension, right? That's something that I'm not going to say I was against, but it's something that I wasn't for too. Because what I look for in value of players and the Warrior system me and Savage, you both agree. I think she was with us when we said Jordan Poole can be easier replaced than Draymond. So you give Jordan Poole what looks like to be 35. Now that turns into $45 million, maybe even $50 million with the luxury tax that the Warriors are about to do. Is Jordan Poole worth 40, 45, 50? Hell no especially at the expense of Draymond Green, who in the Warrior system, he's the Warrior system, in my opinion. That is the playmaker on offense. That's the playmaker on defense. And now what you're saying now is we're going to 
a transition. We're seeing a transition from the old warriors, the warriors that we know to love, into the new warriors. The new warriors that's going to be probably Draymond list. Because if you look at now, I'm at the suspension of maybe Draymond knew he wasn't going to get paid when he punched Jordan Poole. Maybe they, because this ain't nothing that this been talked about. This may be something all summer that the front office has talked about. Maybe Draymond knew that Wig was about to get paid. Maybe he knew Poole was going to get turned up. So maybe that punch meant something from Draymond. Yeah, I'm going through a lot, you know, mentally. Well, shit, if I know everybody finna get paid but me, I'm going to be going through something mentally, especially if I know how much I mean to this team. So what I'm seeing now, you pay Jordan Poole, you pay Wiggins, you're going to have to extend um, Wiseman and Kaminga, everybody else at some point. Draymond's out of there. I hate to say it, unless they pay Draymond and go into that $500, $600 million luxury tax, and for people that don't understand luxury tax, money that the owners are eight are gonna are penalized for for paying their, their players too much. They're gonna be penalized six hundred million dollars if they sign Draymond Green. I don't see them doing that. And I told y'all last podcast, if Draymond's out, then they move. They mean they move into the new transition. That mean Clay Thompson's out of there too. I think we're gonna see this. Maybe the last time we see the Warriors as we know it together on a basketball court. And me as a Warriors fan, bandwagon Warriors fan, me as somebody that love watching them play, it's not going to be the same. <laughs> so I know I kind of went alone, but Jordan Poole, get your money for sure. But am I am I, am I going to sell on this podcast and say Jordan Poole is worth $45 million a season? Absolutely not. Woo. All right. Um, so... I'm going to back up to a few episodes when we all discuss top power forwards in the league. And the claim that I made was look at every single championship team in the past 10 years. Hell, you can go even like 10 to 15 years. You needed that power forward, whether it was Draymond, Kevin Love, Pascal Siakam, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Tim Duncan, Chris Bach, you needed that. We are watching the Warriors, to your point, too. They're, they're going to go to a new sunrise, so to speak, and the sun is setting on their time. And it's unfortunate because, to me, I agree. I think Draymond is a major clog in the... If Draymond is not suspended, we're talking about a, a team that wins five championships. Not if Jordan Poole gets suspended. And if he's not on the team, period, he's not... He's not there, period. If he's not yes. on the team, he's, they're not there, period. I watched Draymond Green lock, lock down and clamp the MVP in the fourth quarter multiple times in the playoffs. That's when the cream of the crop happens. Jordan Poole, I watched you get that spin cycle from John Moran. Now, let me talk about Jordan Poole, and let me talk about Andrew Wiggins. Those contracts should be switched. Andrew Wiggins was the one who locked up someone for 94 feet every single playoff series. Andrew Wiggins was the one who got timely shots and hit that dunk over Luka that literally cemented the series. Could have been a Finals MVP. We be honest. <laughs> Could have been. I'm with exactly. that. Yeah. I'm with that. And so to me, Andrew Wiggins, we talked about the top 10 shooting guards. Did we all agree that Jordan Poole was a top 10? We didn't agree about that. But we all agreed that Andrew Wiggins was a top 10 small forward. 
But the money didn't say that from, from the Warriors. And that I don't like that. Andrew Wiggins was giving you what you what you need. And I mean, they're going to, he's paid, he, he's fine, I guess. But I didn't like that. I feel like that was a slap in the face to Andrew Wiggins. Again, like I said, kudos to both of these players making money. But Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, two of the top three from the Warriors, right? By 2024, they're done. It's over. They're not going to re-sign them. And, and it sucks because you held Clay Thompson for two years. You, I thought you had his back for those two years. And then you went to go sign a player that plays the same position as him and paying him just about as much as you paying Clay Thompson, about $5 million less. So you're looking at $75 million, without the luxury tax on that, $75 million signed into one position as shooting guard. There's not enough ball for everybody. And one ain't even starting. Pool not even starting. Like <laughs> that's what this was crazy. You got a lot of money that's tied up to one position. And I mean, uh, prime play can defend, obviously. He can't do it now. He's older. And that's that's no no nothing towards him. But Jordan Poole, I mean, I don't see him getting better on defense. <laughs> I don't see it. Maybe, maybe more efficient on offense, but uh he, he not built to sit in that chair. Um, off top one, I mean. Golden State Warriors, they are their namesake. This is a gold standard franchise, at least for the past, you know, 10 years at least. They are the gold standard. So what they're doing is what championship teams do. We've seen the Lakers do it, going to the luxury tax uh, back when they had Kobe. they probably in it right now with LeBron and AD and amongst other players. Um, but we have to acknowledge, you know, this is this is the at least the back nine of the Golden State Warriors as we know it. Like she didn't mention, they got two years. And honestly, it might be one year, depending on how this year goes. If this, if this year doesn't go as, as what they plan for it to go, they're going to come off of these contracts. Like Draymond, he's going to be out of there at least at the this earliest is, this bro. year. This is at the, it. At the earliest this, this is year. <laughs> and then this Clay. Is it. Nah, this is it. I'm telling you now this is it. Okay, two say it is it. So it might be it this year. <laughs> with Clay, with Clay, it might be this year. Because if Clay don't look the same, Clay was not the same player in the playoffs. I mean, he had, he had spots where he was like, that's Clay Thompson, but he ain't moving laterally like, like he moved when he was in his prime as a should have been all defensive caliber player. Um, and I said this about Clay Thompson years ago before he got paid. I was like, Clay Thompson, get your money because the moment you go downhill, is that it, you, you out. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. And that's what's about to happen at some point because it it, it, it has to happen. Am I staying going off here? One second. How the rice is ready. Right. <laughs> I'm going to spend that high fire. That's what it is. That would happen. So my so what I pointed out from my notes was something has to give between the young players and the old players. You got James Wiseman coming up who looks good in the preseason. Got to play him. Got to get paid. Because if they don't pay James Wiseman, he ain't number 20, what, 20, 21 years old. Somebody will take seven foot, can shoot, can dribble, can move, can block shots, can dunk. Like, somebody going to take that. I'll take that right now, to be honest. Um, two, Jonathan Kaminga, I'm not sure where his development is as a player because he, he kind of wasn't – in the finals, he got exposed. Like, he played for, like, three minutes, and they said, oh, no, nah, get him out. <laughs> get him out. <laughs> so, I don't know where his development is. They may or may not keep him. I don't know. Um, and then you get Moses Moody. I foresee Moses, Moses Moody being a, a decent player, 3 and D type of, type of wing player, hella long wingspan. You have to pay them at some point. It's coming up time to pay these dudes. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't Wiseman in Bain's draft, if I'm not mistaken? 
I think it's like year three, year four, whatever. It's time to pay him. And yeah. even though he hasn't paid, he's getting paid on potential, at least for the next four or five years before he gets to that prime, 26, 27 years old. So the Warriors ain't got a lot of money. <laughs> they ain't got a lot of money. But I do respect what they're doing as a gold standard franchise. It's time to win right now. They have to put all their chips in. But who's to say that this year, if it doesn't go well, there's going to be a reason why it doesn't go well. And so you have to break off a significant piece. If, if Draymond is not on this team, who is running point? <laughs> who was the point guard? Steph Curry, I mean, he, he's a top 10 point guard, yes. But as far as what the point guard does, Steph Curry is not a true facilitator. He wasn't that at Davidson. He wasn't that when he came to the league. They tried to make him a facilitator. He's not like that. He's an off-ball point guard. So if, if Draymond's not there, I can't say who was going to be that point guard, that point forward, point center, in this case with Draymond, uh, to make their offense go. So it's going to be interesting for this year. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens savage. here. One thing, Savage, on that point, I just want to ask, is the, what, what frustrates me is that you talk about Draymond and, and him being the point, which is 100% true. If he's gone, who's going to be that unselfish player to find Steph Curry, the Clay Thompsons, to find the Jordan Poole? What Draymond does that makes him so special is he literally on offense makes it an effort to find the best shooter in the world. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. I don't think we, we know the Steph Curry – That's just me. That's just my humble opinion. You lose that. So who's gonna be that unselfish player that that, that do the that, that make the extra passes? Because Iguodala gonna be retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they on they might have to change the whole dynamic of the team. They gonna have to literally because like Draymond is a he's a Hall of Fame player. He's one of a kind as a position. Like Draymond don't fit anywhere. I mean, he can fit some kind of way, but he won't have Steph Curry around him if he goes to Detroit, if he goes to the Lakers, if he goes anywhere else. So it's like, it's literally like a, a one size does not fit all thing. And losing that, it's like, okay, now do, what, what do I replace it with? Don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, that's, it's going to be fascinating what the Warriors figure out this year because I, I mean, I can't see them. I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's, it's already weird right now with Jordan Poole and Draymond dynamic. And then organizations, they, they tell you what, what's, what you want to know. As far as like they pay specifically after this situation, they pay Poole and Wiggins. They said nothing about Draymond. Draymond got sent home. <laughs> he got sent home and brought back. Now he was cheered. Obviously he's, he's loved in Golden State in uh, San Francisco, but they telling you like, Hey, we telling y'all as a fan base, as an NBA community, who we are committing to Draymond is he's here for a good time. Not a long time. He got two years. <laughs> he literally got two years, man. So anything else about the Warriors, man? Uh, I'll say this. I, I think it's, um, and I've said this multiple times before you trade when the value is high. Um, if this team is, does not win a championship this year, trade tapping was at May, June, well, not June. Uh, starting with July, August, whenever that happens, whenever that NBA opens up for the trade deadline uh, in the offseason, and Draymond's gone. And I, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if Clay doesn't go as well, um, regardless of whatever the situation is, regardless if he does well or not, because he's not for them, to your point, that you just made average. He's not for them for the next three or four years. He's really only locked into 2024, and that's an unrestricted free agent at that point. So you really only got a season right now. Again, they don't win it, which I think they have a great chance of winning the championship again. 
But if they don't, then you got to – because if you don't win a championship, then you have to do something to yeah. get better, i.e. the Celtics. The Celtics didn't win a championship, so they tried, and they did get better. And any other team that doesn't win a championship should be aspiring to get better. So I'll leave that there. Where at the end, the Warriors did lose at least one player. I'm not saying he was, a, you know, everything – but they lost a player and a coach that I'll talk about later. Oh, All right. Man. Um, Let me see. All right, I do the uh, – of course, I, last episode I did, like, the pool trade options, but I guess obviously he ain't getting traded. So thought it would be fun for me to do the Draymond trades as well. <laughs> if the Warriors were to uh, trade Draymond, some of the best destinations, I think. Um, a lot of people would say the Lakers um, because he would love to see LeBron score. Of course, he had this whole thing. I want to be in the building when he, you know, beats Kareem record or whatever. And I think it's true. I think he may try to find a way to get to the game at this point. Why not? Right. Um, but the Lakers, I could see. But who would you give up, especially with matching contracts? You have to match that contract as well. Um, so I can't see the Lakers. I can see him going back home to the Pistons. Um, I can't see the Pistons sending over a couple of draft picks or two because this will be a financial move for them as well. Um, maybe getting back like Marvin Bagley or something like that. Uh, the Warriors do have a habit of picking up people's careers back up, and I think Marvin Bagley uh, could thrive in that system. So uh, Draymond will be back home with the Pistons. They're a young team who can learn a lot from them. And like I said, he'd be back home. Uh, Atlanta is another team as well, still young. Atlanta still, I think, are still missing kind of that piece we're going to love. I'm going to love to see them play this season. Because they were, they were literally in the conference finals last season, a couple seasons ago. Like, they were there. They have the team. And I think Draymond would help push them over the top. Like, Trey's the next Steph Curry. Okay, well, why not put him with Trey Young? Um, and then last but not least, the Knicks. He's a, you know, he's a player that the Knicks would love to have. Uh, Scoring-wise, of course, he wouldn't help but facilitating and instilling that winning, winning culture that the Knicks would need, uh, Draymond could do for sure. So those would be my top teams. If Draymond were to get traded, um, mm. would be the best matches for him. I think from that list, I like Atlanta the most. Uh, I, I never considered Atlanta, but Atlanta got some pieces. John Collins can go, uh, Clint Capella could go, or Onyeka Congo, depending on how they want to do it. That's, that's actually pretty good. I like that. All right, so let's get right into the Q&A. So I did ask last week um, to the listeners to provide some Q&A because this is episode 10. The celebration, want to give you guys a chance to be on the show as far as like asking your questions. So I'm going to run through the questions, uh, provide who asked the question, and if they have a podcast, shout them out as well, too. Um, segwaying from the Warriors, first question is from Darren from Fat Boy Fadeaway. Shout out to Fat Boy Fadeaway. Um, would you rather have Tyler Hero or Jordan Poole going forward? Uh, Shady, I want you to take this one first because uh, <laughs> the resident Heat fan. Thank you. I got on my black <laughs> just in case they didn't know. Um, I, I, I'm biased. I'm going to take Tyler Hero. Um, here's my reason for taking Tyler Hero. We saw a sophomore slump, so to speak, with Tyler Hero. And even though it was a sophomore slump, he still averaged more points his second season. Um, his assists, I think, may have went down to rebounds. But he, it was like he was there, but he wasn't there. His confidence was low. Um, we saw Miami really transition more to like the Duncan Robinson thing. Um, and also remember his second year, he's coming off a COVID year. They went all the way to the finals, had about a month off and then we're right back to playing basketball. Still no excuse. Um, however, I've seen what happens with him in him going down and how he's gotten back up and answered the call, so to speak. He said, I'm coming off the bench. He not only came off the bench, he won 
the Sixth Man of the Year Award, which needs to be called um, Jamal uh, Williams or, or Lou Crawford Award um, immediately, because those are the six men that I believe in. Um, he said now that he wants to be looked at as a starter, right? And I, and I think that's his next move is either being a starter and or making the all-star game. That's his next move. But when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Also, reminder, the reason why Miami do not have James Harden is because they believe in Tyler Hero. If they didn't believe in Tyler Hero, then Miami Heat would actually have James Harden on their roster right here, right now. And so I'm going to back that up. And I'm going to say the type, Tyler Hero also to me, is not just a shot maker, he's a playmaker. And I don't think Jordan Poole has that level of playmaking ability yet. I'm not even going to talk about defense. I don't think we need to talk about that. But he doesn't have that playmaking ability. I think Jordan Poole may have a better clip, especially from three, especially the free throw line. But playmaking ability, I'm going to give it to Tyler Hero. Um, and so if you're going to tell me who am I going to take over the longevity, let's say five years, next five years, I am going to take the other man that signed that $35 million contract a couple weeks ago um, with Tyler Hero, White Boy Magic. I like the Lou Crawford Award. I'm not going to even lie. Like, they should definitely name it that. <laughs> um, so people got their own opinion of the bubble basketball, right? Happened two, three years ago, whenever. To me, that was some of the best basketball play that I've seen in a very long time. You know, players were hungry. You know, players wanted, of course, players wanted to go home. But when they were on the court, they showed the hell out. Um, one of those players was Tyler Hero. Um, and I think believe that was his rookie season, I believe. Uh, she correct me if I'm wrong. And he's, y'all not in the finals without that. You know what I'm saying? So that was, he, ever since then, I've been a Tyler Hero believer. I've been a fan of his. He, he got that umph about him. It's all more something's happened. You know what I'm saying? Things happen, COVID happened, NBA, cool, that's your second year, whatever. Then he blossomed into third year Tyler Hero, 20 points a game, four assists, five rebounds a game. Like, that's a dog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see him, and y'all got him on a great contract. So I'm excited to see him continue to blossom. He said he wants to be an all-star. Let's see. You know, if y'all can be a top three, top two seed in the East, y'all can get Bubba and, and Bam in, and, um, and Tyler Hero in as well. So cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, Like I said, I've been a fan of his for, from the bubble. Ricky here, if I had to pick between him and paying somebody $45, $50 million that Poo had. No, but to be, be fair, Poo was on another team that wouldn't be a bad contract either. So it's really just depending on the player uh, and their potential. Will Poo make that extra pass that I've seen Tyler Hero make? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Defensively, who would I think can be better defensively? I think Tyler Hero, because he got that dog in him, can be better defensively. And like I said, he's on a better contract, so my pick would be Tyler Hero. I'm looking at their stats. I'm trying to figure out on basketball reference how to get their stats up. But I went to a uh, to Stat Muse, and for their career, uh, Tyler Hero's averaging more points, more rebounds, small amount, marginal more assists, about the same steals, about the same blocks. Uh, Tyler Hero averaged more turnovers, uh, shoots better from the field, shoots better from three, shoots worse from free throw. Uh, Jordan Poole's 88% and Hero is 85%. Um, Tyler Hero is in the Miami offense. 
if you put him in the go to say Warriors offense where he's wide uh, open, that's a wrap. where he's <laughs> where he's wide open. <laughs> all due respect, all due respect to Jordan Poole, but Tyler here, I've seen Tyler Hero turn up on his own and carry his team to wins. Uh, Jordan Poole has done the same, but Tyler Hero, I think more so for the Heat, who are oftentimes without efficient offense. Look at you, Jimmy Butler, uh, Bam Adebayo. <laughs> I've seen Tyler Hero do his Top thing. Top 10 Larry. <laughs> right, and Top 10 Larry. Um, Tyler Hero did his thing last year. He's six man of the year for a reason, uh, and Jordan Poole is not. So I'm going to roll with Tyler, Tyler Hero as well, too. I'm glad he got paid. They both got paid the same contract, essentially. Uh, but I think if, if they swap teams, uh, I don't think Jordan Poole has the same impact that Tyler Hero has with Miami. And I think the Warriors would benefit greatly from having uh, – uh, Tyler Hero, who can get his own bucket and shoot, you know, respectively. So, yeah, I think we all are in agreement about uh, Tyler Hero uh, with that. Next question is from Tyler from Fat Boy Fadeaway and the I Am Him podcast. Uh, what backcourt is better, Hawks or Cavs? Uh, I'll go first with this one. Uh, so the Hawks have Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. I have watched. I don't know if y'all watched some Hawks games. Yeah. It low-key look good. I, I, I'm not ready to talk about positively just yet, but it does look good. And then conversely, you had the Cavs who have Garland, who have uh, Donovan Mitchell. If you told me, hey, two-on-two, you got Garland and Spider versus Trey and DeJounte, I think I would lean towards Trey and DeJounte because Trey going to score and Murray going to sit in that chair defensively. Um, so I feel like I can't make this selection without looking at the whole team itself. So I feel like this question is asking me who is better Hawks or Cavs. And I feel like as a team, the Cavs are going to be better. <laughs> um, but if you ask me who I want, ah, man, that's tough. That's a good question, Tyler. I want you to know that's a good question. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cavs only because of who's, who's behind them. Cause they're not gonna be good on defense. But you got Mobley blocking shots. You got Jared Allen blocking shots. Um, I'm going to say Cavs. I don't know how y'all feel, but I'm going to say Cavs for right now. I'm going to let two go next. This was, this was a really good one, like a, a really good one. And what I mean by that is because Donovan Mitchell, we've seen what he can do offensively. You know what I'm saying? Say what you want. We know what he can be. Um, get him some help in Utah, somebody outside of Rudy Gobert, maybe, you know, they can do a little bit something offensively. Maybe the Jazz do something, but that's neither here or there. We've seen what he can do offensively, and Garland is just still becoming into his game. Meanwhile, we got Jonte Murray, who was an all-star, who played in Pop's system. Y'all know how I feel about Pop, the greatest coach ever. And then you got Trey Young, who's had this whole Steph Curry, next Steph Curry thing, and he's blossomed into being the next Steph Curry. So you asking me who's a better backcourt, I think that Jonte and Trey would mesh better than Garland and 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 and, and Mitchell. Uh, Cavs a better team for sure. Savage, you everything you just said for sure, they're a better team. But this question was about the backcourt, brother. <laughs> which one would I think which one would will play? Which one will we see playing better basketball? And I think because Jonte Murray can get into the lane and create his own shot. And also have an option of kicking it out to Trey Young, who can literally shoot it from anywhere. I think that I think we'll see that being a better backcourt because mind you, I said John Tate Murray. I think he'll run more points than Trey Young. So we'll see. But I, uh, the answer to my question would be the Hawks backcourt: John Tate Murray and Trey Young. 
And we have seen Murray run point guard in preseason. And like I said, it has looked good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm moving that way, but I got to see it in, in real action. But I definitely agree. They do. It is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Yeah, the, the Hawks, I'm, I'm going to go put it right on there. I got the Hawks backcourt. Um, if we're talking two on two, because it's not Trey Young to the point that you guys make. It's not Trey Young being an actual point guard. It's DJ being a point guard. And then you having to collapse on DJ and then run back out to get Trey Young. Trey Young was willing to put up 30 on you any given night. Um, Garland's not there yet. Spider Mitchell can, can, but I got to give it to the Hawks. Um, I also think the Hawks are better. DJ, I think out of the four of them, DJ is the best defensively. And I think right after him, defensive, maybe Garland. Um, and then, you know, you could toss up a coin for the other two because they both about five, six. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely going to give it to a team that I believe has a little bit more defensive prowess. And I also think they have a better offensive scoring point with Trey Young and DJ as opposed to Donovan. Donovan and Garland aren't going to hit the threes. They're not. Uh, they're not three-point shooters like that, like Trey Young is. Trey Young will shoot uh, from Atlanta. He'll, he'll shoot from Las Vegas. He don't care where he's at. He's at the strip club shooting. He don't care. Um, and so I got to give it to those two Hawks backcourt. But I do also agree with what was been said. I also believe the Cavs are a better team. Yes. Backcourt-wise, though, give me the Hawks. <laughs> I said, what happened to that boy? <laughs> All right, next question is from C. Wood from Ball About the South. Shout out to C. Wood. Uh, I'm going to ask Toop first. Toop, how dangerous are the Nuggets with a healthy Murray and MPJ? I know you've been changing your opinion, you know. Great so. job I, asking this question. I, I just, just so. want to know <laughs> what's going on, you know. <laughs> so the key word, savage vocab with Sam. <laughs> Healthy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Healthy, they could make some noise. Definitely, like I said, I think that take some time. I think they're gonna start off pretty slow, um, and maybe that. Then I think it's a good chance to where it is healthy. How many games is Michael Porter Jr. gonna play? How many games is Jamal Murray gonna play? How many games are they gonna play together? I think that chemistry matters because at the end of the day, when we the last time we saw Jamal Murray, he was balling the hell out. Since then, Jokic has won two MVPs. It's a different dynamic now. So, you know what I'm saying? They can be they can be good, but it's going to take time, which is why I kind of didn't have them in the playoffs at first before we talk about another team, hopefully. But it'll t- it's going to take time for them to click. And once things click, how good are they going to be outside of the Warriors, outside of the Clippers, outside of the Grizzlies, outside of the t- blah, blah, blah. You know, there's different teams. So they could be really, really good, but – they can start off pretty slow, and I think that's going to hurt them down the line. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, one, let, me, let me say this first. I don't know, Jamal. I've watched Jamal Murray's kill some street clothes every now and then because of what happened um, on that, um, whatever that shot was he was trying to defend. I, I mean, Lord have mercy. I am no offense to the MVP, but there's got to be somebody else to bring up the, floor, bring up the ball. Joker. I mean, I'm sick of every time I turn on the Nuggets and watch y'all play, you are bringing the ball down the court. Somebody else can do it. On top of that, I believe with Jamal Murray and MPJ, 
this team has got to be in the semifinals of the Western Conference. And they have got to go at least six games. At least. That's the bare minimum. Anything less than that is a disappointment. Because you're talking about their rating MVP. You're talking about Jamal Murray, who, you know, was, like you said, too, last time we saw him, he was great on the court. Um, and MP, MPJ is not a slouch out. He's still developing um, with everything he's got. What is like 6'10", um, something like that. And good Lord, 6'10", um, that frame is ridiculous. So to me, if they do anything, if they get out in that first round or they get another sweep in the second round, then they too need to call and talk to the Golden State Warriors about how they're going to blow up that Denver Nuggets franchise. Yeah, I, I with, the, with this being a new... Uh, a new dynamic, like Tuke mentioned, um, with Jokic being two-time MVP, Murray coming back, Porter Jr. coming back. I, th- I think that they should feel okay if they just make the second round and compete there because you're still trying to figure out the dynamic and figure out how everything wants to uh, wants to fit. Um, that being said, they are dangerous. If 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 Joker is who he is, which he gonna be 27, 10, and 10. If if uh, Murray is who he is, a twenty-plus point scorer, um, efficiently while also you know uh, allowing uh, Joker to get a break from being the point guard for the entire uh, game, if he's able to run point when needed, then that's going to be good. And if MPJ, who I thought was the best player in his draft coming out, because I wanted the Grizz to draft him, six ten, shoot forty-five percent from three, ten rebounds, if they all are on. This team can be in the final scene. Like we all can know and respect that. I mean, the Joker had them at six with, with no help. He had Compazzo running point. That crazy like point guard. <laughs> so yeah, they can be dangerous, but I, I think for me, I'm not expecting anything as far as like finals this year. Next year is when things get a little bit more real, but they can do it this year if it works out this year. I, I definitely can can say that. All right, next when you question. when you say compete, you mean out of competing, you mean if they can't get swept, right? Correct. Like compete okay. six, seven games. Like yeah, heavy, I mean, yeah okay, I we agree. I don't even see them getting outside the first round this year. Ooh, that disappointment then. That disappointment. <laughs> yeah, you know like I said, next next year, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cool. You know what you got, and you're able to add pieces over the summer. But just this season with the roster constructed and the too many question marks. Nah, I think what could hurt them is defense. Is defense they because you lose Will Bark. Will Bark exactly. played defense, and they I, and Joker ain't playing defense. I mean, let's be real, he ain't playing defense. He ain't got time for Aaron Gordon. <laughs> chemistry, so, like I told you, chemistry the last three years, they'd have Monte Morris coming off the bench, running mm-hmm. the running and everything as well. Like that, yeah. that chemistry's gone too. Yeah, so that that literally could be the only thing. But we know on offense, if they are clicking, this is a dangerous offense. It's dangerous, like it, it can be very, very dangerous. So yeah, so we'll we'll see about them. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna check them out this year. Uh, next question is from Damien from the Real Deal with Damien Adams. Shout out to DA. Uh, surprise team from each conference. Uh, for me, like I said, the Magic Man. I mean, <laughs> I know I sound crazy. I know I know it's year one for Paolo, but I'm a firm believer in what they're doing uh, down in Orlando. Man, they all get like six ten everywhere except for the point guard position. If Franz make that jump. If Palo makes their jump, if Wendell Carter makes their jump, they can be in the play-in mix, I feel. I feel. Uh, a surprise playoff team in the West, the Lakers, because I would be surprised if they make the playoffs. So I'm going to say the Magic and the Lakers. Next. 
Why y'all laughing? No, I'm dead serious. Look, I think everybody in the world will be surprised, bro. Vocab like, was savage. Surprise. Not expected. Surprise. <laughs> Not expected. <laughs> I look, if they look, if they make the right moves, they can. Like they literally have the keys to their success in their hands. And they whether or not they use it and unlock their door, who knows? You know what I'm saying? But my team, um, I'm gonna be consistent with it. My surprise team in the West will be Dame Lillard. Uh Dan Little is coming back. We know who the hell he is. This Dame time when when is when it matters, he gonna end a franchise like we've seen. Um, and he coming to a more rounded team. So I think, of course, chemistry matters as well. It's gonna take time for them to get going, but we know what they're about. We we've seen the ascension of Anthony Simmons and everything. We've seen them get, you know, uh my guy Grant, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's gonna be. There's going to be a team that's going to be worthy to see, and Chauncey Billups knows what he's doing. He's developed a good team around him. Uh, so that'll be my surprise team to make at least the play-ins, uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. Eastern Conference, uh, I don't know if it's too much of a surprise, but the team is the Wizards. Um, they hadn't made the playoffs in a minute. They hadn't been a good team in a minute, but they are a good team once. The key word, again, healthy. If they can stay healthy, if they keep players, Bill can come back healthy. If KP can give us 60 games, you know what I'm saying? They can make a they can make a playoffs for sure. They got a good team. They got a good coach going around, and everybody seems happy. So uh, that'll be my surprise team in the East, uh, Washington Wizards. Washington got good basketball karma right now, too. I feel like they do for some playoff success. <laughs> I, I think so. Well, I don't know. When the last time they had success, because even when they was making the playoffs, they was getting the boot by Brown, um, if I remember correctly. But – um, surprise is it? Well, regardless, I'm gonna talk about surprise teams, right? Um, whether we talked about our playoff teams already, and you know, Tuga and I, we both agree about the Wizards, so I'm gonna keep that there. So I'm gonna say a surprise team. That I think it will do better than what is scripted for them to do. Um, it's gonna be the New York Knicks. Um, I think Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose is also. I just feel like it's something about to happen with Derrick Rose here momentarily. Um, and I just think that the stardom of MSG is there. So now am I saying they're going to make the playoffs? No, they may be a 10th, 11th seed or what have you. And that's what I'm going to talk I'm talking about these teams that are like right there on the cusp of being the play-in scenario. Um, and could actually, you know, if, if the Knicks beat a team that's a six seed and they drop from a six to a seven, well, now you got to win the game just to make the playoffs, right? And even if you're an eighth seed and you drop to a ninth seed, hell, now you got to win two games just against the playoffs. And I think the Knicks may be that team in the East. Now I'm going to switch gears and go to the West. Again, a team that I don't have in the playoffs at all, but I believe will be a surprise team. Again, one of those teams that may knock you down a notch or two is going to be the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings have a lot of different pieces that legitimately could be on another team and be contenders. Sabonis, um, De'Aaron Fox doesn't get enough attention. Um, Malik Monk is now linked back up with De'Aaron Fox. If you remember how they did back in the day, they're back together now. And so they got rid of Marvin Bagley, right? Um, because yep. he wasn't liking it. Keegan Murray has been balling too. Keegan, right? I uh, had him as rookie of the year, surprise. And Mike Brown coaches defense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He coaches defense. And I'm not sure what he learned from Steve Kerr, but he's going to bring a little bit of that in Sacramento. And again, I'm calling it now the Kings, not this year, not next year, but give them about three years because the Warriors, Suns, 
that division just loaded Clippers, Lakers, right? The Kings will be there. But for right now, they're going to surprise people. And again, again, maybe 11 seed that knocks you down a few pedestals. And now you got to reach it all back up to the sixth seed or the eighth seed um, to be in the playoffs now. So again, give me Kings and Knicks. Give me the K's. Just two K's. I don't need two K's. <laughs> hey, Vic, on that team would be nice. Victor, hey, hey. Uh, well, you know now the Thunder or Lightning to that pick, okay? They're not letting, they're going to take. Like hey, this here, like hey. BX, and they're gonna <laughs> suck. Hey, if 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 they get Victor, I might have to be a low key case fan. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, <laughs> cause they that team would look nice. I ain't gonna lie to you, that team would look nice. And they also been smacking around the Lakers all preseason. They get they put up what it was one thirty three to eighty six, ladies and gentlemen. For that for one, those doing math, that's what forty seven points. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> yeah, they like they like 23s in that night, something like that. Some crazy 20 for 26. Like, damn, yes. miss. Miss a shot. Yes. Watch out, man. I'm telling you. They, and they're gonna stay around together. Now they got Harrison Barnes is about to go somewhere. I don't know where he's yeah. gonna go. Yeah. Uh, but he's like their veteran, so to speak. But yeah, I, I really believe in the Kings yeah. in regards of them. People are gonna take them like sons. Because mm-hmm. the bonus can hoop, man. It's a bonus can hoop. He can get triple double. You can get Never <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, good one, good one. Uh, next question is also from Damien. Best and worst uniforms in the NBA. The worst is the Jazz. We ain't got to talk about the worst. It's the Jazz. Um, I, I can't nobody else. Nobody else. Now, as far as the best, when I when I when I hear the best, I think about what uniform would I want to wear if I was hooping. Um when I played basketball, uh, it was red and gray at one point. It was black and purple at one point. Um, so the Kings kind of get a place in my heart in terms of like going back to like the high school. Um, but I don't like the Grizz uniforms, not that good to me. They have good alternate uniforms, but not like the main uniform. So I'm thinking about the main uniform. If I had to pick one, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going through the teams right now. Philly don't care. Miami, Miami got Miami ain't changing uniforms. They just kept the same uniform for like 30 years. <laughs> uh, give me the. I'm gonna go with the Kings, man. Just because I feel like the black and purple is like hard to be. I, I'm gonna go with the Kings. So you asking me of all time, right? I don't know why. Nah, but... nah this, this this year, like these current uniforms. Oh, just this. Okay, okay. But just just for reference, my favorite all time will be these Suns uniforms. These are some of the hardest uniforms ever made with that song on, just for reference. But this year, um, I'm going to have to go still Miami, bro. I like that Miami when they do the pink and the light blue. It'd be hard, bro. <laughs> the I got the black one with them. The black one. The black ones with the alternate letters. I'm like, that was hard, bro. Like, those are hard. So I, I give you that. But I'm with you with the Utah Pro Am jerseys. Nah, bro. <laughs> Get them out of there. <laughs> but my favorite uniforms, uh, of course, like the the, uh, the Grizz Vancouver, but they finally put Memphis on it after 20 years later. I, I need one of those. I need the new 3 6 Mafia. Like, y'all see that? Hey, y'all I see the 3 6 Mafia? I copied the shirt. I got the shirt. I copied the shirt. You got man. the shirt? Yeah. It's a war, bro. I ain't got it. I ain't here yet. You got it. Okay. When it, when it get here, I'm going to wear it. If they wear that, look, if they wear them one night. That's hard. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Those are hard, but now, nah, if I answer your question, that the Miami Heels in the jersey for sure. Um, some of the worst jerseys, by the way, I, I 
I am really, I am completely not a fan of New York Knicks jerseys. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Um, they've been so blind, so bland for years, but I'll let that digress. It's almost like the Celtics. The Celtics make a little bit of a change, at least. The Knicks just keep the same blue and orange. And I never knew blue and orange to go together until you go to Madison Square Garden. Um, but home away, you know, jerseys is select. I got a Charlotte Hornets. Um have some great jerseys, and I believe the Orlando Magic are bringing, bringing back the pinstripes this year. Oh, those tough. Um, the blue ones with yeah. pinstripes and the black ones. Those yeah. those tough, and the yeah. black ones, yeah. And the black ones, and the, yeah. The Penny Hardaways. Since you brought Penny back on, right, you can go ahead and bring him back here. Um, but yeah, so Penny, Penny may have something to do with they swag, bro. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and somebody talking about the Magic all the time. So give me Orlando Magic uh, for jerseys. I didn't say they're going to do anything else, but they, they'll sell jerseys. Franz. All right. Um, which oh, this is from Francis from the Up and Under podcast. Shout out to Francis. Who will be the biggest disappointment next season? So I, I'm thinking this could be a player or a team or organization. Who do y'all think will be the biggest disappointment? Oh, that's easy. Just see where I'm at right now. The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Disappointed in an aspect of you got a team with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. But we see where fire, no pun intended, we see where the fire is. Like, we see we see the sun setting in, in on that team. Like, Chris Paul's older. Um, how much better would he be defensively? Um, how much better would he be offensively? I mean, I know his impact for sure, but damn. Uh, Devin Booker's still trying to make that rise. We'll see if we see that happen. And then DeAndre Ayton, who don't want to be a part of that team. They've been feeding um, him, though. They've been feeding Aiden. I mean, they ain't got no choice. They better. As much as they can. As much as they paying them, they better feed them. So, shoot. Uh, Jay Crowder still, we don't know if he's going to be a part of the team. Cam Johnson about to get paid. We don't. We still don't know what kind of player he is. So, I think if as far as disappointing, they, they may be a team who the Denver Nuggets may face, you know, what for a playoff berth, and we'll see how they go, you know? <laughs> Oh, um, I took this from a team standpoint. I'm glad you brought the players, but I'll just talk about team standpoint. Um, and I'm going to go east to west, right? I'm, I'm going to start with the Celtics. The Celtics are going to be disappointing this season because they don't have the coach to lead them. They did everything they needed to do for their roster, but once Ime was, you know, fornicating um, and got caught with that white woman, it's really downhill. It is, unless Brad Stevens decides to, hey, I'm about to come down here and coach. The Celtics are right now in the top five odds to make to win a championship. That's going to be a disappointment. So your Boston, go ahead and get your tea party together because it ain't happening, okay? Also, I'm going to stay out east. I, I love the Nets. But if the Nets don't win a championship this year, it's a disappointment. You don't not trade KD and Kyrie. And then, because next season, Kyrie's gone. He's going somewhere. He might not stay in Brooklyn. And then who works and is with KD from that point? That's East. West, disappointment going to be the Lakers. I don't think they make it past the second round. And the second round is pushing it. I'm not even going to talk about the Suns because that was my other team too. But the Lakers, LeBron, it's not you. We're going to talk about another player on your team, but we got to shine a lot more light on that frail thing y'all got up there as well. Because he was Kyle Kuzma. He was Brandon Ingram. 
He was all these players we traded for. Lonzo and those Ball. players are Lonzo Ball. Josh Hart, too. Wasn't he in that, that yeah. trade as Josh well? Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah. All of these players. For they ran as well. <laughs> Damn, it's a lot of players. Julius Randle. Let's not forget about that. the draft pick. <laughs> yeah, multiple for one championship. Now, we're not going to discredit that. That was a, a hell of a season, especially in the by Anthony Davis. But two, you always say it all the time, what have you done for me lately? So those are my disappointments. If I got one, um, it'll be seeing that clip of Car Anthony Towns fighting for his life on defense. I'm that sold it for me. I'm out on the Timberwolves. I'm out. I am out because they they might make you know they went four and one in the preseason. Right? You know I don't care. I don't care about you that. Took them four I don't seconds care. to get from one corner to the other. That's the other problem. Four seconds. <laughs> I don't care about that. What I care about is what's going to happen come April and May. When when you got John Morant in a pick and roll with Cat and or Rudy uh, Gobert and it's it's barbecue chicken, it's a cookout, it's a family reunion. We finna be electric sliding on that court with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. So I'm gonna say the Minnesota Timberwolves, and man, I love your game, dog. But two bigs ain't it, man. You just need one and 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 roll with it. But I'm gonna say the Timberwolves because what I saw. That man was fighting for his life. He was out of breath. He couldn't they move. They went four and one. I don't care. They went four and one. I don't Some care. worked. Some worked. Who, who they play? Who, matter of fact, who they play? Let me see who they play. Because they, they went four and one in the in the, in the the preseason, which, I mean, fine. Cool. Whatever. As you're looking that up, yeah. also, I know, um, too, we, we talked about this earlier, a trade destination for Draymond Green. Draymond for Carl Anthony Towns oh, could shit. be something. Yeah,但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但但
I'm not gonna say I'm making. I'm making meat. meat. A hot dog <laughs> is a meat, and you put it between two breads or a bread. It's a sandwich. Like, people want to call it a hot. People don't call it a hot dog sandwich. They don't have to. Who the hell? Who the hell call I'm a like, hot dog a sandwich? Like a, I'm not saying people do, but it's a sandwich. Just like people don't say hamburger sandwich, but it's a sandwich. Ham. See now, first it was Sheedy that was making my head hurt. Now it's you making my head hurt. Cause like you're welcome. Baby. <laughs> you're welcome, Francis. <laughs> Francis, Francis, if you're still listening, why did you ask this question? <laughs> why did you ask this question? Because he wanted he wanted some real some, some real guys to answer, and it's like you gonna get that answer. McDonald's and the hot dogs. McDonald's is not calling their McDouble a mix sandwich. It is a McDouble, which means McDouble a double, sandwich. It's a double cheeseburger. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a burger. Jesus Christ. All right. Is, y'all let me know who, who listening. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not sandwich. a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Hold on. Let, let me ask you. So, so macaroni is pasta. You got Alfredo is pasta. You got all these other different names that I can't pronounce. It's just under the thing. Pasta. Linguini. So, <laughs> linguini. There we go. Small there. A pasta. So, so, so we call it macaroni pasta. Like, like, we call it as pasta. Hot dog is a pasta. So macaroni, macaroni is a pasta because of the noodles that are that you have to create macaroni from. Yes. It's in a pasta yeah. aisle. Yeah. It's in a pasta aisle. Just like and, you get bread from the same aisle, you get meats from the same aisle. Turkey is turkey a sandwich. You you can replace the same thing with with, with the hot dog. I wouldn't, but you can. Tell okay, Tasha, okay, you okay. Know you know what? You know what? Boom. Better question. If if I'm taking I'm taking to the hood with this one, y'all. Uh, if I if I get bread and bread and put like syrup in there and have a syrup sandwich, there's no meat or no vegetables, right? Is that a sandwich or is that just bread and syrup together? Yeah, because you this is a syrup sandwich. You literally said the word sandwich. No, you but literally we, we just call said it that. We no, 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 no. We call it that, but is it a sandwich? It mentally, he said it. He said it right. No, subconsciously, he said it. Therefore, no. that was not a Freudian <laughs> slip. That was intentional. Oh, you know these words. I gotta look up. So the definition that was brought yes. to our attention was that the sandwich must have a vegetable or meat there, Correct. right? So I hear Correct. where you're coming from, Savage. But to make that disclaimer against a hot dog, which is definitely, you know, some type of meat in there, we can't compare the two. You can't. Peanut butter and jelly ain't a, ain't a meat. So it's not a sandwich. We call it peanut butter and it's jelly not a sandwich, sandwich then. It's not a sandwich then, right? Yes, That's it is. We call it a sandwich all the So I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly what? Bread. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the definition must be amended. Yes, I agree. Because I just made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yesterday, and it's slack. Okay, better question. Better question. Now. New, new question. The word sandwich. No, good, new question. Exactly. Is a pig in a blanket a sandwich? Because it's in a croissant. Yes, it's a slice of bread. It is. It's the meat is inside of the pig. Pig in a blanket is it? Is a sandwich? If I call a hot dog a sandwich, then you must also call a pig in a blanket a sandwich as well. Jeez. But corn dogs not sandwiches. 
That's a sandwich. That's corn. That's cornbread, literally. So a, a, a corn dog oh, is a sandwich. Bread because it got bread at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get too much damn time in this damn question. Francis, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yes. I'm confused. Yes, it is. I am yes. confused. <laughs> yes. Well, my answer is yes. Oh my God. I'm gonna yes, ask Twitter. I'm gonna ask Twitter. Is, is a corn dog a sandwich? Since we talking you know, about everyone say no, well, you can't you can't just say that though. You it has to be corn dog. You have to add the syrup. You have to add the peanut butter and jelly. You got to add all these must okay. be disclaimers here. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. Okay, all right. So we get time for this last one. Uh, Russell Westbrook, man, he came in the news uh, because he wasn't a part of the Lakers huddle in this preseason, uh, these preseason games, which they were getting their asses kicked. I mean, literally. Um, Apparently, this is a thing that he does because there were some Russell Westbrook stands that show him with the Rockets not part of the huddle. Uh, I think with the Thunder not in the huddle. Um, but that's apparently what he does. But, I mean, given the, the climate of what's happening with Westbrook and trade rumors and all this stuff, it is kind of in bad taste uh, in terms of, like, his perception or how people perceive him, I should say. On top of that, he was sent to the bench because Darvin Ham was like, we want to see him with the second unit, which to me is weird because we know that Westbrook is, he still believes he's that dude. And part of being that dude is, Hey man, I'm starting. Like that's, I'm starting, you know? Uh, so he's not starting. Uh, he's not in the huddle one. He's not starting two. And now all of a sudden Westbrook who plays all the time, he don't miss games. He does not miss games. Now all of a sudden he's day to day, with a left hamstring soreness. So y'all know me and my savagisms. Where there is smoke, there is fire. That's just my opinion. But just overall thoughts on what's happening with Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's overextending like a relationship you should have been broke up with Shorty with. Like this, you should have been broke up with. Like it's clearly not working. What are we doing? Why, why are we still here? Like what's up, man? Let's, let's go and rip the Band-Aid off but they still got the Band-Aid on. That's clearly what's going on. Um, <laughs> whether, I mean, because if you think about, like, who LeBron gave up instead of Russ Westbrook, like we said, DeMar DeRozan, he was supposed to be with the Lakers. You know, Buddy Hill, he could have signed a contract with the Lakers, um, but they didn't because LeBron wanted Russ to be there. So you got to look at yourself in a mirror and be like, I was wrong. But nobody wants to take accountability. So that's literally what we're seeing right now. That Russia should have been traded. Russia should have been gone. Russia should have been on, on a summer, on a training camp with somebody else by now. But, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. So uh, that's what we're saying. I guess if we want to keep a weekly tab on this until that happened. But I've been saying Russia should have been gone. Again, to your point, to trade when the value is at its highest point. It doesn't matter what the stand fans want to say for Russell um, West bench at this time at all. Okay, <laughs> he should have been gone. He should have been traded. It's it's over with, and he's bringing a toxicness to the Lakers, which is going to hurt them. I'm not gonna talk about his um, beginning of the game. I'm talking about when the foul occurred, right on him, and he did not decide to get in the huddle with Pat Anthony Davis, LeBron James. I can't remember. It might have been Austin Reeves. I don't know. But Russ Westbrook, who are you to not get in that huddle? Like, I, I don't get it. LeBron James arguably might be is a top five of all time talent. 
listening to what Pat Bev has to say about whatever defense has to be said. Who are you, Russell, to not get in that huddle? And to even when Ed Davis came over to get you, you still didn't go over to that huddle. So the writing's been on the wall. You are who you are. If it happened in Houston, yeah, because how long did you last in Houston? You were there for a summer league and then you gone, okay? It, it probably happened in Washington. And what happened there? And now they traded every, they traded everything for you. They traded Kyle Kuzma. They traded KCP. They traded some other pieces for you. And here you go, stinking it up. This is legitimately your last chance. To me, Loki in the league, so to speak, because it's he's so toxic. Like, who wants to pay you anything more than I don't know, thirty million? To be honest. But I digress. We'll see how how West Bench does off of the bench because that's a way better role for him right now. And he's going to watch Pat Beverly be a starter. Too bad. Yeah, man. Um, when they talked about when Darvinham, I've been called Captain Darvinham. I don't believe that bullshit. Talking about so we're gonna play Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook together. Who who doing that? With that, with those two egos and they mouth. Because, you know, the first time that Pat Bell say some shit to Russell Westbrook, they going to fight. And literally, Westbrook probably had a coping mechanism. I don't want to hear what that man ain't saying. I'm going to be over here and just talk to the ref or whatever he was doing. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, uh, muscle memory kicks in for, well, I'm going to say physical, not physical, neurological muscle memory kicks in for Westbrook. And what that means is that he might have said, I'm all in on Pat Beverly and I'm all in y'all dapping up and laughing in practice. The moment you get in them trenches and you in between those four lines, you revert back to exactly who you are. And that, in my opinion, is a selfish player. I don't care what anybody says. He's still selfish because that was a selfish moment. You could have got your ass in that huddle and at least show you care about the team. You did not do that. And so for me, when I when I watch uh, players play, most times than not, I'm watching with the, the commentating on mute. I'm just looking to see. I'm looking at body language. I'm looking at your facial reactions. And so that right there is like, oh, no, nah, he's selfish. I'm sorry. That's, that's selfish in my opinion. Uh, him being on the bench, I mean, he ain't got a choice. Like, Darvin Ham is the coach. If he don't want to be on the bench, then your ass can be going home. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. So this hamstring thing, that's cap, in my opinion, because Westbrook, he plays. He plays through all the injuries. I know he's getting older. I know he's in his 30s, all that. But to me, that's cap for I don't I don't want to be here. I don't want to play. I don't want to be embarrassed by coming off the bench. And, you know, we begin to ass kicked all preseason. Just lost by 50 the other day. <laughs> of course, he didn't play. But I'm like, nah, I ain't. I'm not going to be a part of this. So LeBron and Darvin Ham and Jeannie Buss and, and who else is in Lakers lore can dress it up nice all they want. This is a pig with lipstick and makeup on it. I don't care, which is why I said I will be genuinely surprised if the Lakers make the playoffs. Now, if he gets traded, then that changes my whole opinion. Information would have changed. But with Westbrook there, nope, I don't believe it. And uh, as far as Westbrook goes, I don't know who would trade for that. I'm not trading for that. So they have to do one, two things, trade him for God knows what, or send his ass home. So they're going to pick one. <laughs> and at 47 million, ain't that what this contract is? His, yes, he yes, sir. Got in for 47 of them things. Yes, sir. Jordan yeah. Poole ain't even is Jordan Poole ain't even there. Yeah. Jordan Poole getting 45. So you're getting two extra million dollars. <laughs> technically, there. Technically, there. 
Technically, <laughs> it's funny, Savage. You brought up like even like in the earlier pods, you talked about like the word selfish. You know, said selflessness. Like is Russell Westbrook gonna be dead? And the answer we clearly see is no. So, yeah, see it, man. I see it. All seeing eye, man. I'm like, nah. I see that. Y'all can say whatever y'all want about that, man. No, <laughs> absolutely not. So. Yeah, man, we can wrap it up here, man. Episode 10. I can't believe we are two and a half months in. This is NBA premiere week. Y'all know what that man. We'll be watching some games, talking about it, what's going on, uh, on and off the court. So we're here now. So now it's a matter of just, just getting into it. So we'll see if Draymond and Jordan Poole situation will have any you know lingering impacts. We'll see about KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, uh the Lakers and LeBron. Our Grizzlies, uh, Sheedy's Heat. Uh, so we're here now, man. So if you haven't, again, subscribe to the channel. Uh, subscribe to us on our podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we on Twitter and also TikTok. Y'all be live on TikTok. I don't know what's going on with TikTok, but y'all be on there looking at my stuff. <laughs> so, so follow us on all those platforms, and we'll catch you on the next one. Stay safe. Be blessed. Peace.